James Collins, The Energy Plan. Eat smart, feel strong, perform at your peak. Narrated by Morag Sims and Marston York. When did healthy eating become so complicated? Every time you turn on the TV or read the news, it seems like another wellness expert is touting a new and controversial approach to nutrition. Luckily, these blinks are your antidote to extreme eating and fad diets. Packed with sensible, science-based advice, this is your guide to giving your body the food it needs when it needs it. It's not a diet. It's a foundation for better eating habits for life. Blink one of seven. A professional soccer player might train hundreds of times in a year, but he'll eat thousands of meals during that time too. Each mealtime is also an opportunity to prepare his body for match time. You might not be an elite athlete, but you too should think of food as fuel for peak performance. Let's start by looking at one of the most controversial fuels of all, carbohydrates. Given the ubiquity of low-carb diets, you might wonder whether you need carbohydrates at all. According to the author, the answer is a resounding yes. Here's the key message. Carbohydrates play a crucial role in your fitness. The carbohydrates you eat are stored in your muscles in a form called glycogen. During high-intensity exercise, such as sprinting and hill climbs, your muscles use this glycogen as fuel to keep going. Once your carbohydrate stores are used up, your legs start to feel like jelly. In endurance sports, this sensation is known as hitting the wall. So if you know you'll be doing a hard physical workout, it's especially important to keep your carb supplies topped up. While a low-carb diet thus isn't the way to go, it is true that you should be mindful of how much carbohydrate you consume. The key here is to eat only as much carbohydrate as you require for your activity levels. An elite athlete, for example, might eat just 2 grams of carbs per kilo of body weight on her rest days, but she'll eat double that amount, 4 grams, on her training days. But not all carbohydrates are created equal. This vital fuel can be broadly separated into two different categories. Those that are low on the glycemic index, GI, and those that are high. The glycemic index ranks foods according to how quickly your body can break them down into usable energy. Low GI foods, such as rye bread and oats, release energy into your body more slowly, helping you feel fuller and more energetic for longer. But high GI foods, such as white bread and cereal bars, give you a quick burst of energy, followed by an energy slump a few hours later. You can lower the glycemic index of some foods simply by cooling them down before you eat them. Refrigerating your rice, pasta and potatoes after cooking will lower their GI and give you more sustained energy after eating them. Blink 2 of 7 Many of us have a troubled relationship with fat. We're either reaching for fatty junk foods or banishing all fat from our diets. But rather than adopting an all-or-nothing approach, it's better to educate ourselves about fat so that we can make better choices. The first thing to know is that cutting out all fat from your diet is a big mistake. That's because fat helps your body to absorb certain vitamins, such as vitamin A and vitamin D. Fat is also a crucial component of your body's cells. It helps your blood to clot, 
and gives your immune system a boost too. The key message here is eat fat, but be sure it's the right fat. Fat is also your body's most concentrated source of energy. A gram of fat stored in your body provides nine calories worth of energy, whereas a gram of carbohydrate releases just four calories. When you engage in low-intensity exercise like walking or slow jogging, it's fat that your body burns for fuel. This being said, there are good fats and bad fats. The worst fats are trans fats, typically found in processed foods such as cookies, pastries and french fries. Trans fats increase harmful LDL cholesterol, cause inflammation in the body and are linked to diabetes, stroke and heart disease. These are the fats you should definitely avoid. Then there are the fats you should make an effort to reduce in your diet. These are the saturated fats, found mostly in animal products such as red meat, butter and cheese, but also in coconut oil. These fats should make up no more than 10% of your total calorie intake. Although it hasn't yet been proven that saturated fats cause heart disease, research shows that replacing saturated fats with other fats can lower your risk of heart disease. So what type of fat should you be replacing saturated fat with? The answer is monounsaturated fat and polyunsaturated fats, two types of fat commonly found in plant and fish oils. Eating foods high in monounsaturated fat, like olive oil, avocados and nuts, is associated with a healthy heart, and the famously healthy Mediterranean diet is typically rich in monounsaturated fat. Polyunsaturated fats include omega-3 fatty acids, found in fish like salmon and mackerel, and some plant sources such as walnuts. Evidence suggests that consuming omega-3 can lessen the damage to your muscles after a vigorous workout session. Blink 3 of 7 How much do you drink and what's your beverage of choice? The right liquids will give you an energy boost but failing to integrate fluids into your healthy eating plan can cause you to lag. Most of your fluid intake should be one important, but often overlooked, nutrient. Water. Water is indispensable to your survival, and 73% of your muscle mass is composed of water. Not only does water help you digest your food and carry other nutrients around your body, it also assists in keeping your body at the right temperature, similar to the radiator in a car's engine. This is the key message. Drinking the right fluids, in the right amounts, will boost your energy. When you exercise, you lose water through sweating. You can sweat up to 2.4 litres every hour and lose more than 2% of your body weight during a serious exercise session. This water loss can reduce your physical performance by up to 50%. It can also result in mental impairment, such as poorer decision-making and reduced concentration. To combat dehydration, men should consume 2 litres of water a day and women around 1.6 litres. You can check your hydration levels by monitoring the colour of your urine. When you're hydrated, your urine should be clear and plentiful. If your urine is darker than a pale yellow, you need to drink more. Now let's turn to another beverage, one that's likely a crucial part of your morning. Coffee. Coffee gives you a valuable energy injection of caffeine. Caffeine's stimulating properties come from its ability to block adenosine, a body chemical that encourages sleep. 
Caffeine also boosts your physical ability by making exercise feel less of an effort. This reduced feeling of effort has been found to improve endurance athletes' performance in sports such as cycling, rowing and long-distance running. In fact, caffeine is thought to improve overall performance by 8%. In many ways, caffeine is the perfect, and perfectly legal, performance-enhancing drug. So much so that professional soccer players often take around 2 milligrams of caffeine per kilogram of body weight about an hour before they begin a game. This way, their blood levels of caffeine will be at their peak during the match. So a player who weighs 70 kilos might consume around 140 milligrams of caffeine, equivalent to two espressos, or just under two cans of Red Bull energy drink. Blink four of seven. It's often said that there is no such thing as unhealthy food, only unhealthy diets. With this in mind, the key to using food to energize your body is to eat the right foods in the right combinations. The first step toward combining healthy foods into an energizing diet is to build your performance plate. Of course, before you can start putting together your performance plates, you'll need to know what a portion looks like. So, to clarify, one portion of protein is about the size of your palm. One portion of carbohydrate is a cupped handful. A portion of vegetables is two handfuls, and a portion of healthy fat is about the size of your thumb. Your performance plate is composed of everything your body needs at a mealtime, from fat, to protein, to carbohydrate, to health-boosting fruits and vegetables, to fluids. It also delivers these nutrients in the right ratios and at the right time of day. Here's the key message. Bring energising foods together on two daily plates. There are two essential performance plates. First, the fueling plate is your go-to when you need to fuel up before a training session or for your post-training meal. It ensures you'll meet your increased energy requirement or replenishes your stores of glycogen after a big workout. Because its goal is to provide fuel, it makes sense for most people to have the fueling plate in the morning so that energy levels will stay strong throughout the day. To put together the perfect fueling plate, you'll need one portion of protein, such as chicken, beef or tofu, one portion of low GI carbohydrate and one portion of either vegetables, fruit or healthy fat. Bear in mind that only non-starchy vegetables should be included as part of your vegetable portion, so potatoes and sweet potatoes don't count. Finally, you should have a big glass of fluids on the side of your fueling plate too, to meet your extra hydration needs. In contrast, the maintenance plate is designed for the end of your day when your energy requirements are lower for the evening ahead. As you'll notice, it doesn't contain any carbohydrates. The maintenance plate is built from one and a half portions of both protein and vegetables and one portion of healthy fat, with a smaller glass of fluids on the side. Blink five of seven. Not every day is the same, and so your energy demands aren't the same either. The meals that gave you sufficient energy on a lazy Tuesday might not keep you going on an action-packed Saturday. So let's explore how you might tailor your eating to fluctuating energy requirements. We'll start by looking at what you might eat on a medium day. During a medium day, you might have a training session in the early morning and then work for the rest of the day. The key message here is, let your energy needs dictate your eating patterns.
Your medium day starts with a fueling plate for breakfast to replenish your glycogen stores after your workout. At mid-morning, to keep your energy levels high, have a fueling snack consisting of carbohydrate and protein. You could, for instance, have an open sandwich topped with smoked salmon. For lunch, you would have another fueling plate, and in the mid-afternoon, another snack. This could be another fueling snack, or it could be a maintenance snack, consisting of pure protein, such as a protein shake. In the evening, you would have a maintenance plate. Bear in mind that it might take a while for your body to get used to these eating patterns. You may find that you're hungry in the evenings at first, because you're used to eating carbohydrates at night. This is normal. Remember, what you're trying to avoid is feeling hungry and fatigued during the day, when you need your energy for exercising or working. Of course, if you exercise during the evening, rather than the early morning, you can simply swap your morning fueling plate for a maintenance plate, and eat a fueling plate for dinner instead. Your other type of day is the low day. This is any day when you're taking a rest from exercise or training sessions. During low days, have a maintenance plate for both breakfast and dinner, and a fueling plate at lunchtime. Any snacks you have should also be maintenance snacks. Taking on carbohydrates only at midday will guarantee that you still have some fuel to get through the afternoon, when your energy requirements are often higher. Low days ensure that you still get plenty of protein to maintain your body's muscles, but aren't overdoing it on excess carbohydrates. Blink 6 of 7 The Olympic Village Food Hall at the 2012 Olympics was packed with healthy eating options. But among all the nutrition-packed meals on offer, there was something else too. A McDonald's restaurant. That's right. Even in the Olympic Village, athletes had to withstand temptation. If you're going to start eating better, then you'll need to resist temptation too. A great way to stay on track is to manage your environment. Here's the key message. Don't rely on willpower alone to change your eating habits. Once you've committed to your performance plates, throw away any food and drink in your kitchen cupboards that doesn't have a place in your new plan. Then, make sure you keep your kitchen stocked with healthy fats, low GI carbohydrates, and proteins that are low in saturated fats. Another way to avoid temptation is to ensure you're not too hungry when the time comes to eat. People often make the mistake of eating too little during the day. This means that when they sit down to dinner, their portion sizes are too large and they overeat. To avoid this, make sure you eat enough for lunch and try to eat a mid-afternoon fueling or maintenance snack too. Remember, your hunger level should be lower than 8 out of 10 when you sit down to your evening meal. It's a good idea to adjust your goal at mealtimes too. For many of us, our goal at mealtimes is to feel full. But a healthier approach is to aim for satisfaction instead. The Japanese call this practice harahachi, which means eating only until one is 80% full. So the next time you're about to clear your plate, ask yourself whether you've already had enough to be satisfied. Finally, ensure that your environment does not contain too many distractions while you eat. Watching television during mealtimes has become routine for many of us, but this habit can actually encourage overeating. Alternatively, if you listen to music during dinner, then be mindful of how fast the music is. Research by the University of Oxford 
has found that music with a higher number of beats per minute can make you eat more quickly. This is a problem because when you eat quickly, you don't give your body a chance to tell your brain that you've had enough. As a result, you're more likely to overeat. So leave the fast-paced party music for after dinner. Blink 7 of 7 Despite what you might have heard, there's no need to slow down as you get older. Just look at athletes like Martina Navratilova, who won the mixed doubles at the US Open just before her 50th birthday. Or Ed Whitlock, who in 2016 ran a marathon in under four hours at the age of 86. These people hit their energy peak in later life, and so can you. If you want to age exceptionally well, you should start thinking about your strategy while you're still relatively young. The effects of the aging process can actually be felt in your 30s, so by your 40s you should be actively adjusting your eating and exercise plan so that you can enjoy decades of healthy life to come. This is the key message. Adjust your eating habits as you get older. As the years tick by, your resting metabolic rate decreases. This means that you need fewer calories to keep your body functioning, and you don't need to eat as much as you once did to keep going. You can address this reduced demand for calories by cutting back on carbohydrates. But while you cut back on your carbohydrates, you'll also need to increase your protein consumption. As we age, a process called sarcopenia sets in. This is where our muscles' mass reduces, and our muscles gradually get weaker. From your early 30s onward, you can expect to lose around 0.8% of muscle mass per year. But protein helps you reduce and reverse these losses. The protein you eat is broken down into amino acids by your digestive system, and these amino acids are used to repair and rebuild muscle tissue. Make sure, however, that you're giving your body the right kind of protein. As we get older, our cancer risk increases too, and certain kinds of protein, like processed ham, salami and sausages, have been shown to increase the risk of bowel cancer. So opt for tofu, poultry or dairy for your extra protein fix instead. Finally, in order to age healthfully, eat as many different fruits and vegetables as you can. Research shows that, at any age, eating five portions of fruit and vegetables is associated with a whopping 36% lower risk of death. You can increase your intake of this amazing food group by topping your breakfast cereal with nutrient-packed berries or including a couple of portions of different vegetables with both lunch and dinner. You've just listened to our blinks to The Energy Plan by James Collins. The key message in these blinks is that we should forget fad diets and extreme measures. The truth is that you need all the major food groups for peak performance. Every mealtime is an opportunity to fuel your body. Instead of low-fat or no-carb extremes, the secret to healthy eating is to consume the right combination of foods at the right time. Here's another piece of helpful advice. Ditch the calorie count. Many people believe that counting calories is a surefire way to a better diet. But this approach is risky and won't necessarily make you healthier. For instance, if your diet is too heavy in refined carbohydrates, then you might simply cut back on carbs. This would reduce your calorie intake, but it wouldn't address any deficiencies in other areas, such as a protein intake that's too low. 
a better approach is to think about your nutrition first and let the calorie counting take a back seat. Have you got any feedback? We would love to hear what you think about our content. Just drop an email to remember at blinkist.com with the energy plan as the subject line and share your thoughts.